Intergalactic planetary planetary intergalactic. And that's what happens when you mix Dan Aykroyd with the Beastie Boys. This is the intergalactic boombox. Think of it as a giant spaceship disseminating pop culture and geek nerd info. Technology, video games, movies, media, and weird voices coming out of my head because I'm a voice actor. My name is Kyle Hebert. H-E-B-E-R-T. It looks like Herbert, but is a Louisiana French name. I guarantee. Kyle Hebert. I am probably best known as the narrator from Dragon Ball Z. And also, Gohan, fight you? No, I want to kill you. I'm Ryu from Street Fighter. The answer lies in the heart of battle. Aizen in Bleach. Fat gum for My Hero Academia! I've worked on Fire Emblem, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy, titles for PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and mobile. I've been doing this for 21 years. And I've been a geek and a nerd my whole life. Some of the topics may be brand spanking new. Others may be somewhat recent. Others may be really old. And we're just revisiting. You're going to get a nice hodgepodge of uh, topics. Now, while you are listening to the debut episode of the Intergalactic Boombox, I have established an email. And I would implore you, the listener, to send your feedback, comments, questions, and suggestions to the Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. I learned there's the rule of threes in advertising. If you mention a name or a number or something three times, the listener will retain it. The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. First up, I want to talk about a controller that works with your cell phone, uh, the kind that you actually put the cell phone into in between the two uh, joystick controller sides. Uh, there's been other models out there, such as the Razer Kishi. I'm talking about one called the Backbone. The Backbone One. Playbackbone.com. I think that's the only place you can get it, too. But anyway, this is iPhone only. That's already a big nope uh, for a lot of people. Now, I have an iPhone. I was happy to uh, give it a try. Not happy because $99 is a lot to pay for this, and it does feel somewhat flimsy, but it sure is nice not having to use the touchscreen on first-person shooter games like Call of Duty Mobile. It's kind of a drag, though, that you do have to remove your phone case to connect. It's got a little lightning connector right there on the right-hand controller side. You slide the phone into that, and then the left-hand side extends out, goes up to over 10 inches. So it will fit any iPhone. It's got a lightning connector there. It's got a pass-through lightning connector on the controller unit itself, so you could still charge. It even has a headphone jack, which is awesome, and a free app that you actually launch in order to power it, to get it to recognize. You better recognize to do that. It can even record video, 1080p, 30 frames a second. Another really nice thing, super, super duper low latency. So you can connect to your PS4, your Xbox, your Steam account, all that for remote play, and of course your cell phone for all the mobile games. Now, not all the mobile games, but a, a good, decent uh, cross-section of them. Certainly the one that I play the most is Call of Duty Mobile. And I'm going to try Street Fighter. Hopefully that'll work. In case you don't feel like lugging around your Nintendo Switch, this is good. Now, Razer Kishi does have kudos for having an iPhone model and an Android model available. Same price, $100. Uh, I've not read the greatest feedback on those, but this one, it works nice. 
I wish it were a little sturdier made, especially for the price, but it is nice. And I'm glad that we live in a time where you can hook up your video game controller wirelessly to your tablet or your PC and play your console games on other things. This makes it super duper convenient. It's worth having. So I can't recommend it for the Android folks because there is no Android one available. So send your hate mail to uh, Backbone, the company. If you're like me and you like the feeling of a controller in your hand and you feel like this is what I need to shoot with, then by all means. And then there's the, uh, the segment of the audience out there that is like, I can only do a first person shooter game with the keyboard. That's the only way to do it. I'm not going to argue with you. I grew up on consoles, starting with the Atari 2600. I have never fallen in love with keyboard controls for a shooter. Although Unreal Tournament in 2003 or 2004, I did that for a little while. But I went right back to what I know best, which is console gaming. Backbone controller. If it sounds interesting to you and you have an iPhone and you got an extra $99 during a pandemic to spend, then I would say, I say go for it. It's a cool toy and I like it. Back in the day, when dinosaurs roamed the Earth, there was a new way to have audio talk shows distributed online and listenable offline, and it was called podcasting. Uh, Co-developed with uh, former MTV VJ Adam Curry, who has also been known all this time as the Podfather, very instrumental in the creation of podcasting as we know it today. Now, there were all sorts of... Uh, technical hurdles people had to get over you know you had to learn things like what's an rss feed and this that and the other and then along came hosting companies that you would pay for server space and they would help take care of the technical stuff for you so you could just focus on your content well we've been waiting for years to see the evolution of podcasting Okay, so this year, 2021, Apple and Spotify have introduced subscriptions. People who create podcasts are able to monetize. You can listen to this version for free, but if you want to have like no ads or, or be able to listen two days early, for example. Well, there's another movement with the aforementioned Adam Curry, his business partner Dave Jones, and a whole slew of developers and everything. They've created a new movement called Podcasting 2.0. It is aimed towards the stakeholders of podcasting, which are creators, listeners, and podcast app developers. Basically, there's something called the Podcast Index, which offers an alternative to Apple's centralized private entity. So you've got this thing, podcastindex.org. It's got nearly 4 million active podcasts registered as of this recording. It's free, open source, so any developer can access it. There are a good number of third-party podcasting hosts and apps that implement new features, hence the name 2.0. Say you're listening to a show that is 2.0 compliant. Loaded to the brim with special tags that give it the ability to showcase images and show notes links and transcription in real time as you play the podcast back. Listeners can contribute chapter breakdowns to assist podcasters. As an alternative to platforms like Patreon, podcast creators can monetize with cryptocurrency. I feel the eyes rolling back in the heads. No, what is cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency donations from listeners as currently set up with Bitcoin, more specifically the smallest unit of a Bitcoin called the Satoshi, named after the supposed creator of Bitcoin. So think of it as pennies on the dollar. 
Tell you what, just check out the link in the show notes for Bitcoin explained in a way that regular people can maybe possibly sort of understand. So listeners can set these new experimental for the time being apps that, of course, like any other podcasting app like Apple or Spotify or, or things that I like, like Pocket Cast or, or whatever. You just type in a podcast and it comes up. But if you type in a show that is 2.0 compliant, you can set your app to send Satoshis, which is mere pennies on the dollar, on a permanent basis to the host as you're listening to it or a random bigger amount manually. And the middleman is eliminated. There's no banks, no corporations. You have what uh, Adam Curry refers to as a value for value system. Time, talent, treasure. You put in what you get out of it. So it's a tool for free speech, no censorship, and it's a step away from the traditional advertising model. It's a platform of value exchange between developers, podcasters, and listeners. Pretty cool, right? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I've been a fan of Adam Curry for many years, and he currently hosts a Podcasting 2.0 podcast. That's what it's called, Podcasting 2.0. And it's kind of like a weekly board meeting with himself and his partner, Dave Jones, on this project. And they talk about the evolution of the platform, interviews with developers, a lot of tech jargon that definitely goes over my head. But it's fascinating. I, I find it fascinating and very interesting to hear about the development of Podcasting 2.0 since uh, Curry started mentioning it back in 2020. So I encourage you to download one or some or all of these new third-party podcasting apps, and you can find them at podcastindex.org. My personal fave is Podfriend, another good one that lets people crowdsource the chapter search breakdowns for each show. Uh, there's one called Hypercatcher. Basically, you just load up an episode of Podcasting 2.0 to see these features play out. Images and links popping up as the host mentions it. Transcription, chapter breakdowns that you can just skip ahead to. Say so it's like, oh, they're talking about things I'm not interested in. Oh, at this point, at 22 minutes, they do this. So just click on that and then boom, it just instantly goes. Think about how convenient that is. Kind of like chapter stops on a movie. So you can skip through it much easier than having to just skim and all that stuff. You can fast forward 30 seconds or go back 10 seconds to try to find that little soundbite you're looking for. If you're brave and curious enough, you can dip your toes into setting up the real-time donations, once again broken down into Satoshis, or SATs for short, which are tiny portions of Bitcoin. I'll warn you now, there's a bit of a learning curve. I had to sit there and try a bunch of things and read tutorials and go to message boards. It's like, what am I doing you're basically setting up what's called a podcasting wallet. You're funding it with uh, your bank account or debit card, credit card, and you're setting up transfer to that app. And But once things are set in motion, it's poetic. It's like a beautiful dance on air. And you get notifications whenever you're out of sats, you're out of satoshis, and it's time to tap up. You're giving money to the hosts that you listen to, and you basically decide what is that value to you. Is it five cents a minute? Is it 50 cents a show? I'm really interested to see where things go with this. I really want to make this podcast 2.0 compliant. So I got to do some more digging so I can do that. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I'm already uh, hosted by Buzzsprout, one of the many new 2.0 compliant hosting companies. But for right now, you can show support for the Intergalactic Boombox podcast with just word of mouth, retweets, correspondence. Remember that email I listed? The Intergalactic Boombox at gmail.com. 
theintergalacticboombox at gmail.com. Say it with me, kids. Theintergalacticboombox at gmail.com. That's all I got to say about that. Till next week, stay safe.